You are listening to an MLGA Network podcast. Welcome to Thank You for Your Servers, a show which looks at the tech news of today, but from a libertarian perspective. Now here are your hosts, Thaddeus and Gary. Thank you for logging into Thank You for Your Servers. I am Thaddeus Preston, a.k.a. Nick Way. And joining me, as always, from his perch on the left coast, Gary Guthrie. How you doing, man? I'm on the left coast. I'm still live. <laughs> the fires yes. and the uh, heat haven't killed me yet. Right. Uh, as well as the oppressive uh, regulatory burdens that you have to live under yeah. and the dictatorial rules that come from Sacramento. Yep. Well, this is our weekly, mostly, rant about mm-hmm. the tech topics from a relatively liberty perspective. This and other podcasts are brought to you by the Make Liberty Great Again network of podcasts. Let's make Liberty Great Again fam. Also, announcement. Of course, blogs.relativeprogress.com is what we're trying to push more because we're going to start putting more of our appearances and or our content on there, as well as I am now on Parlor. So before I would say, hey, follow me at Nick Way, N-I-C-K-W-A-Y-E on Twitter. Now you can go over to Parlor app and follow me at Nick Way as well. It's at N-I-C-K-W-A-Y-E. So we're trying to expand. We're trying to get out there. We're trying to um, really make it happen. And, um, you know, give us a listen and uh, give us a follow and definitely go to blogs.relativeprogress.com and MLGA to, you know, follow other podcasts on the network. All right. Shameless plugging done. With no further ado, let's get to it. So now the elephant in the room, the big, the big story. And all the teens and tweens and Gen Zers out there are fretting oh, yeah. the impending banning of TikTok. So, the, the TikTok ban. Your thoughts, Gary? My daughter is going to uh, not know what to do with her life if this happens. Um, aside from the practical aspect of it, I mean, this is a scary thing, right? This is like, it, it, it's weird. You know, I mean, it's all of this banning and whatnot is just so single-handed from the executive branch under the, um, what would you call it? The, 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 the shield of national security, you know, or the, or the, uh, assumption of national security that we're, we're handling something. We're going to protect ourselves with this. And I'm sitting here going, okay, maybe, yeah, but at the same time, uh, this, this concerns me. And it should. Um, So let us step through the story in sort of chronological order, because the first time we were going to kind of record and really kind of wax eloquent about what this meant and how it was technically feasible. When we originally started this out, it was just a threat. So on August 2nd, the Bush, uh, the Trump administration um, issues a threat to ban TikTok. Um, more specifically, to to um, to basically impose actions and sanctions on ByteDance. So ByteDance is the parent company of TikTok. 
Um, we can go over the long history of TikTok. Basically, it used to be called Musically. Bike dance purchased TikTok uh, slash Musically uh, about a couple years ago, and then they turned it into TikTok, and then they basically became this viral thing, this viral internet meme, you know, sensation. So on the on August second, like the Trump administration starts, you know, issuing <clears throat> threats that they were going to ban TikTok. And they said that, and also uh, pulled a very godfather-like gangster move that says, like, well, you could avoid a full ban if you were bought by a U.S. entity. Exit, or at least interstage right of Microsoft. Um, so negotiations began to basically force this shotgun marriage between TikTok and Microsoft. Um, Microsoft, on its blog on, on August 2nd, issued the following. It says, um, following a conversation between Microsoft CEO Sandy Nadella and President Donald J. Trump, Microsoft is prepared to continue discussions to explore a purchase of TikTok in the United States. Basically, that would help de divest, um, basically, TikTok from uh, its parent company, uh, ByteDance. Right. Move on to August 6th. So this kind of bannied around for a bit. Then the actual executive order was issued. So basically from the LA Times, um, and I'll, I'll kind of explain why I, I'm quoting the LA Times here. Um, President Trump made good on his threat to ban TikTok on Thursday, issuing an executive order that will that, that will bar the wildly popular video app's parent company, ByteDance, from conducting business transactions with other American companies beginning in 45 days. So it was 45 days from that issuance of that. It then subsequently went on to ban WeChat or transactions on WeChat, which basically went after the Chinese internet giant Tencent. So this was kind of a double whammy. Um, so, you know, they said, like, you know, the orders come after the Trump administration deemed the apps from the Chinese companies as national security threats, which one would argue you could order. You could say that most of these apps that aren't don't originate from the United States are national security threats, because if you read the reason why they consider it a national security threat, they consider it a national security threat because of the privacy dangers. And now that brings into it the privacy debate about what these apps actually do. If you don't know by now that by downloading an app that you are con you are consenting to a lot of very intrusive like oh, <laughs> digging yeah, through yeah. your phone this is this you, you is need to, you need to you need to you need to yeah, this yeah you is need to get standard. your head examined or you need to kind of step into the 21st century <laughs> right right ignorance is um, no excuse for this yeah so that's when we kind of started doing some researching on our own here right about well well wait how would we go how could one go about banning an app and I think we had ran in, you, 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 you'd had experience with things being forcefully removed from your device. Yeah, that, I had a, um, if I it ran a file of the, of the app stores. Yeah, that, that was the, it was a watch face for my uh, Samsung S3 wearable. And it had a, apparently a, uh, it's kind of a funny story, but also kind of a sad story. It had a little secret Easter egg in it that if you tapped it in a certain way, you could get it to display a Rolex symbol on it, you know, a logo or a Breitbart symbol or logo on it. Right. Just so that, you right. know, it was just something fun, whatever, you know, Hey, I got a Rolex. No, you don't. You got a stupid app. Right. Well, I go to put it on one day. I go to look at it and it's like some stock regular old I, I can't even find it the the publisher was removed from the watch store the uh the thing was removed from my watch and i was like wait a minute i bought this you know i paid a dollar 99 for this thing you just took this off my watch with like no 
no refund, no notice, no nothing, you know? So it, it made me wonder, you know, when we're talking about this story, you know, it, do they have that power? Can they take it off your phone? I, I, I wasn't able to find anything where they can actually forcefully remove it from your device. Um, I'm still fairly new to app mobile app development. So not sure how all that really works, but I mean, yeah. I think the, the, the play is basically, um, deny access to the servers first of all right block the ips uh, block the ips of the cloud instances and or servers correct right and, that, and then, that, that hosts the app and force google and apple to uh, remove it from the play stores or the or the uh, app stores so that you no longer get updates and let it just sl- die a slow death i think that's kind of the the uh how it really would work in practice right yeah that's that, and yeah, and then of course, um, I kind of found out that they basically host most of their instances here in the U.S. on like um, Google Cloud, um, using of course Akamai as their CDN. Yeah. Um, overseas, I think they're using Ali Cloud, which is from Alibaba, um, and some other types of uh, CDNs and cloud hosting infrastructure outside. Um, so, based on what the justification was for this. Um, there is credible evidence to believe uh, that leads me to believe, and I'm quoting from the executive order, that ByteDance might take actions that threaten to impair the national security of the United States, which is a bold statement from an app that shows you videos of e-thoughts twerking <laughs> right. to music, you know, or, or, or looking at terrible Sarah, Sarah Cooper lip you know, um, limp syncing. But yeah, I mean, videos, you, you right? do you do have to look at it from a security standpoint. I mean, you know, I deal in data security, and you always have to look at every possible vector, right? And, and this is a big vector, and this is a massive. I mean, just the amount of or, or the the size of the landscape is huge, right? So yeah, you know, yeah, it's it's easy to kind of poo-poo it or laugh it off and it is kind of funny but at the same time could it be a serious threat i think it could be is it it's only a Mm. it's only a serious threat if you install it on devices that have access to national security data or infrastructure which is why a lot of government agencies in in uh as a prelude to this we're telling and instructing that any device that you have that is issued by said government needs to have these access these apps removed Right. So that's how you take care of that. Oh, um, well, yeah. And the, but as and, for national security of the United States, the only vector of attack is, is if this is this is this is installed on devices that have access to national security infrastructure. Now, are they going are they going beyond because, you know, we're, we were talking about the. Uh, 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 privacy and, uh, you know, personal PII privacy and stuff. Are, are they considering that to be? Yes. The national security I can, play. I can I can tell you for a fact, working for a national laboratory, that yes, that PPI is is what they're is what they're concerned with. Gotcha. Which is which is a which is a gross um, extension of what is considered national security Correct. or 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 uh, what is called what is called um, um, for uh, what is it FO uh, what is it. Uh, not OUO, but it's called something else. But basically, like it's just this huge extension around PPI, which is basically personal, private personal information or something P- like that. PII, P- um, personally yes. identifiable yeah. information. Yeah. 
PPII. Okay, yeah. P-P- so whatever. we call it PPI. It's a bunch of letters. I don't know. Um, <laughs> but yeah, it's 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 the same thing, right? But yeah. but ultimately, yes, we this does bring to the forefront the fact that yes, a lot of these apps are very um, nosy. Yeah. This has been known for a while. There are national national security concerns that this executive order is kind of pointing out that are, as we've discussed, true. Um, if you have a very broad definition of national security threat. Yeah. And I think that's where we're, I, you know, we're, we're redefining a lot of stuff under national security. I mean, and even at the anecdotal level, you know, some of the people I talk to, you know, I talked to someone talking about, you know, health insurance as a national security issue, because the healthier people are, the better our defense of our nation is. And I'm like, wait, that's a little bit of a stretch, bro. But it's funny, um, having been an ex-Air Force veteran, I can tell you for a fact that I've been hearing that nonsense about health being a national security issue since the early 2000s. Yeah. It was the national securitization of absolutely everything that we were doing post 9-11. Well, when everything's Basically, national security, they can just tell us whatever to do what, you know. Kind of like if everything's a right, then everyone's a slave because everyone is now obligated to provide said right. Correct. You know, a little bit of philosophical mumbo jumbo from me. So moving in down in the timeline Friday, as of this recording, which was the 14th of August, yet another change and or clarification. Donald Trump issued an executive order on Friday that will force China's Bydance to sell and or spin off U.S. TikTok business within 90 days. So this is kind of what came about on the second when the administration was trying to force this shotgun marriage between TikTok and Microsoft. So again, from the executive order, um, there is credible evidence that leads me to believe that ByteDance might take action that threatens to impair the national security of the United States. Again, this is almost like boilerplate like copy paste from the last national from the last executive order. So the order was actually in this instance is seen as kind of good news for for TikTok because it gives them a little bit more time and a bit of a reprieve. Yeah. Um the prior executive order could have forced the US based app store to stop distributing the uh the TikTok app if ByteDance did not reach a deal to divest from it within 45 days. The new order buys time for ByteDance to sort out the potential deal for TikTok in the States. Um, I don't think this gives a reprieve necessarily to WeChat, um, which there's actually a there's actually much more of a credible threat from the use of WeChat within the United States, which is only really used by Chinese nationals and or um, immigrants who have Chinese nationals as friends and relatives. Um, which is, I think, I, I was reading, I think it was like four or five million here in the U.S. Um, I think I was even, I've had, a, I was on a conversation with someone in the recent past whose company does business in China and they do use WeChat a lot um, because WeChat is their go-to app for everything. Right. Imagine having uh, Uber, Lyft, PayPal, Square, um, TikTok, Twitter, Facebook, and Google Maps all wrapped into one application. That is what WeChat is in the Chinese market. Wow. Um, I wasn't even and aware. So it's, <laughs> dude, it is, it is a massive app. Um, it does all the things. 
Um, Asia actually has this down. Um, they vertically integrate and build up from these apps. So like, actually, if you go to other parts of the world and Facebook is doing this a little bit, um, WhatsApp is used almost kind of how I've described the amalgamation of apps that we chat is made of uh, and functions that WeChat is made of. It's actually used like that in a lot of places. Yeah. So um, people kind of like that. And so, yeah, there's more of a threat there, in my opinion, than anything else, because they do censor. Um, and ByteDance does, is incorporated, so to speak, or based out of China. They, at any point, could ask, the Chinese government could ask and or force ByteDance to get access to TikTok data if necessary. And they have, in the past, censored some TikTok content. So, again, while not without merit, based on the threat, I don't see, other than being on assets that have access to national security data or PP, was it PII? PII, yeah. Um, um, yeah, I don't, yeah, I, I, I kind of see this as a, as a um, kind of an overreach. It uh, definitely doesn't put the United States in a good light because what has been the biggest gripe particularly tech companies, but particularly Americans who are all about, who are all about you know, electronic freedom, what has been the biggest gripe about China? It's great firewall. And it's right. in the inability for apps and uh, applications and really even tech companies to even have a foothold in the country because of the rules implemented and enforced by the great firewall of China. We are essentially building some sort of great firewall in the U.S. Now, it's not an extreme statement. Because this isn't going to be the first time we're going to run into these issues. And with the nationalist fervor um, increasing globally, um, there's nothing to stop said random company from stopping random app from, you know, being deployed in a country, right? So where Uber competes or Uber Eats competes or Grubhub competes, um, a given country that has a domestic competitor who obviously in these in these environments would use regulatory capture to bar said app from the region. It's done in China. China has its own YouTube. China has its own Google. China has its own WhatsApp. China has its own all kinds of stuff. Why? Because they bar companies from coming in or they block companies from coming in because our companies until recently were very anti... They were really against being told what they could distribute on their platforms. They seem to be very comfortable about that now. And, you know, we've had many, many episodes about this when we talk about, like, tech censorship. Yeah. So, you know, this, this is uh, dangerous. Um, it's a dangerous game. Uh, I don't like it. I can get some justification. I, I understand certain justifications as to why. Trump administration's doing this is really it's really this this we talked about this in the last couple of episodes it's really this geopolitical game we're playing it's this yeah to it's box the, in the Chinese regime and right, the CCP right that's that's all it is but your poor daughter is going to be left in the lurch because you know she's not going to understand the geopolitics as to why TikTok is being like strong armed and possibly banned but it, I ultimately I don't think the app gets banned I think. If anything, even if in 90 days, ByteDance can't, um, Byte Dance, uh, can't um, facilitate the deal quick enough, I think there'll be extensions. Um, it's, it's funny that this, 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 this kind of goes out until just 
before or just after the election. Yeah. Um, <laughs> There's but, a lot of stuff that's been coming up like the next 90 days. I'm like, ah, there's, <laughs> there's a lot going to be happening in November. <laughs> you're subliminally telling me that all the pain that the government has been inflicting on us over the last six months will end in 90 days. A lot of things are going <laughs> to end in 90 days. A lot of things like are going to end in 90 days. It's almost like not to put my tinfoil hat on. It's almost like. They're wanting us to suffer on purpose. Um, you you got to think, man, like TikTok is actually very entertaining for people. I've seen some funny stuff on there. I've, I've, I've seen a couple things that have maybe been like, well played, well played. But, but, but wait, there's more. And so we're going to get dovetail into this next topic, which actually does kind of play off of this TikTok man, Right. Particularly when you said that, like, you know, TikTok is loved by 100 million Americans. Right. Um, and is, you know, home for entertainment, self-expression, and connection. Except with this ban, and if this ban ultimately happens, it will definitely put a cramp on the creatives. And yes. no other place are creatives having basically the screws put to them is in your beloved state of California. Oh yeah. Um, so this are th- th- it's going to be hard to kind of tie it into TikTok, but bear with us here as we try to explain why between this TikTok ban and something that started out as a possible injunction, but now an actual preliminary injunction against Uber and Lyft to start classifying their independent contractors as employees how the state is slowly killing the side hustle. So what's going on, right? They're going after the gig economy. And in a way, they're going after the gig economy because uh, particularly in California, was it last year, Gary, or was it this year? Uh, For AB5? Yeah, for AB5. I'm sorry, yeah. For Assembly Bill 5. When did it when did it go in? I think it uh, was you're asking me enacted. Let me let me go look it up real quick. Uh, I, I oh, never mind. I have it in my show notes. My bad. I think it was this it's year. 2019. Oh, it was last year. Okay. It was it was enacted in uh, yeah uh, in 2019. It was enacted, but I don't think they really started enforcing it until like this year. Um. So basically, what so what here's what AB five is for those who who don't live in California. So it's California's legislation for far you know it's it's a far reaching labor bill which basically says that hey. If you are an independent contractor, you're getting screwed because there are certain provisions that can't be provided for for you. Um, basically, the whole uh, adage is like, well, they're dodging. These guys are misclassifying you. And so as a result, you won't you aren't getting like the critical worker protections. Um, and, of course, and also ultimately, like California is not getting money. So That's what the big they're going to yeah. s- yeah, that's forbidden, right? So this is this is this is um is a result of a case uh, back in 2018, uh, Dynamax Operations West versus Superior Court. Um, it involved like a trucking company that sought to turn its employees into independent contractors, but this ran afoul of existing before AB5 existing California labor law. So basically, uh, unions got together and all the powers that be who are there to protect you. Um, got together and created AB5, passed AB5, and it has subsequently had some very, mm, for lack of a better word, unintended consequences. Um, 
for all intents and purposes, what it has allowed is it's it's slowly starting to kind of kill the side hustle, right? Because yeah. if Uber and Lyft and similar companies, Grubhub, take your pick, things that we've now kind of now depend on, if these companies now have to now classify all these independent contractors, which is what you were, as employees and hence provide all these employee protections and paying, you know, unemployment insurance and healthcare and all this other stuff, it would bank, it bankrupts them and it, and it makes the ability of these kind of gig economy type of um, organizations, it, it just doesn't make any sense for them to do any, any work. Right. So our, so the, so they're threatening as of, I think Friday to just pull out of the state. Uber. Uber yeah. Left. Uber, Uber has pretty much said, look, <laughs> we're seriously going to just get out. Right. I, now, I don't know if it was a threat or if it was just, you know, they're floating the idea or what what it is. But I mean, the fact of the matter is it, it wouldn't be the first time we've seen it happen. Right. I mean, Hostess did it how many years ago? Five, six years ago when mm -hmm. uh, the the unions came in and strong armed them to uh, give higher wages. They said, OK, fine. Screw it. We're done. Went out of business in the U.S. and then popped back up in Mexico. What? Three months later. So. Yeah, I think Uber's just basically, they, they know they're big enough that they've got the clout to say, we're, we're going to just stop here, um, at least to see what, you know, if that's a negotiating point. Now, will they actually go out of business in California? I don't know, but. It will greatly curtail their ability, but no, I don't see them. I see, you're right. I see this as a negotiating ploy. Yeah. Um, they're also banking their hopes on, I wouldn't call it opposition, uh, opposition legislation, but at least another proposition that's being put on the, you know, California yeah, prop, ballot prop 22. to kind of give themselves carve outs. Yeah. And that's proposition 22. And so, um, yeah, it's, it's kind of, it's kind of gross. Um, we can. We can deal in the in the theory. We can deal in the minutia of what this decision may mean. We can actually kind of project out forward what it would, what 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 would come from it. But long story short, the state is eliminating all avenues for side hustles during a economic catastrophe. Full stop. Yeah, I've always been of the adage that like. It shouldn't be against the law to make a living. And this would make it extremely burdensome for the independent contractor types, which uniquely reside in California. Comedians are independent contractors, actors and actresses, extras, people who work, people who, you know, there's a lot of people who do not work in the guilds of California when right. it comes to entertainment. Right. Yeah. Um, and, and so like it, it kills creatives i mean it's already had detrimental effects on bloggers who blog from within california for publications either in california or outside of california um i know um sb nation had to get rid of get rid of or greatly consolidate a lot of its kind of sites because it does a lot of local sites that does a lot of local sports um, and those are independent contractors, people who are writing these stories for, you know, hometown, you know, triple A team connected to the Dodgers. And this stuff is starting to have this detrimental effect. Um, you know, you couple this 
with a, another story over the LA Times. And the reason why I'm quoting the LA Times because the area of the country that is most adversely affected by AB5 and a subsequent ban that may or may not happen from TikTok is the LA area. That's yeah. the Los Angeles area. It is Southern California where a lot of creatives reside. You know, I, so, I, I kind of get the, okay. Yeah. It, it would be ignorant for us to sit here and say that there haven't been abuses of the independent contractor system, right. Or the, or, assignment there have been i mean clearly there's been abuses but has it been to the point where you have to basically disable the ability a hundred percent um just to protect the small portion that actually were subject to those abuses i don't think so i i don't yeah. think it warrants it but you know it goes back to what we talk about all the time they try to sterilize this thing and say okay well you know if if 3% of the people working as independent contractors are suffering because of abuse of the system, we need to shut it down all the way. You know, it's same thing with this yeah. COVID thing, you know, 1% of people get this COVID. We need to shut down a hundred percent of everything. It's like, well, where's the balance? Where's the, where's the medium point? I don't, you know, it's just strange to me that we, refuse to accept that there's dirtiness and ugliness that will always be there and that we have to try to, you know, protect everybody a hundred percent. You can't, it's a weight. The cynic in me, yes. The cynic in me would say that you, what you just said sounds very reasonable. And even to me, okay, that's kind of reasonable. All right. We need to enforce these protections if they exist in, in, in the capacity that they that are anointed say that they exist. But all you have to do is go to the Attorney General of California's website. Pronounce his name for me because I don't butcher it. Javier butcher Becerra. It. Their statement on the 20th, 4th of June basically says, the misclassification by Uber and Lyft robs workers of critical protections and results in tens of millions in tax avoidance each year. That's of what it's course. about. Of course. It's all about to, the money. To, 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 to sit there and to think otherwise <laughs> is, again, is the same way as to think that if you've downloaded an app in the last 15 years and don't think that it's being digitally nosy on your device, right? you got to have your head examined. I don't mean to, I don't mean to degradate any of the people who listen and, and, and you know, might not be as tech savvy, but you got to understand that thing. This is ultimately what it's about. I think, and the, and the fund that I'm seeing here is 413 million in contributions over a period of five years. Yep. They want money. Well, they need. This the is money a shakedown. Because, oh, it's a total shakedown. Because they're going to need money because they've crashed their economies. Well, and and we've made promises we can never keep. I mean, you know, starting back in, well, you know, wait, you know, the well, yeah. the ugly um, mention of uh, you know all of these pensions and whatnot that you know. You get people who are part of this CalPERS program that are, you know, they're, they're living on 100% of their salary that they made back in 1987 because they retired. Boy, that would yeah. be nice. I wish I could get that. Yeah, well, and that's, that, and that's the problem. Like what this hides by using workers as human shields is that. And it hurts creatives. You, t you then double, then you then double that 
anxiety and that that burden and that the, the the destructive nature of that regulation and or legislation in general with the fact that then TikTok a TikTok ban is bad right now um it, right now as it stands if this TikTok thing is to happen and this is from the LA Times as well the executive order is a blow to TikTok which has achieved massive global growth as people looked for ways to be entertained at home during COVID-19 pandemic <laughs> well, or music artists have during... used TikTok to promote their songs. Talent agencies check out the videos for rising talent, and young creators in LA have made tens of thousands of dollars a month through brand deals on TikTok. So the government that shuts... avenue will eventually go away if this goes through. So the government shuts everything down. There's this unexpected increase in uh, creative content, entertainment whatnot the government looks at that and says uh we we have to do something about this this was that's national security national security national, national security, security. <laughs> uh hmm. again you know it's almost like you're taking away <laughs> yeah no no i mean you don't need a tinfoil hat i can take it off and do that right now they <laughs> don't understand well i'm sorry they understand very crystal clear to them their status, it's very crystal clear to them. They understand what they're doing. This is between, and here's the deal. AB5 isn't, which is, you know, Assembly Bill 5 in California. It will be called something else in another state. Don't think this isn't going to happen in other states. Well, don't think that don't, uh, Biden's not thinking about it already at the federal level, right? A, a Biden-Harris administration is definitely, definitely thinking of this legislation. And with the dangerous precedent that is now set by an, ext an extremely poorly conceptualized and counterproductive executive order, which is all the executive order. When it, came when it comes to tech, from the trying to redefine Section 230 to this one, to the one that came out on the, second, um, on the, on the 6th of, of August, they're all poorly conceptualized. They're all counterproductive. They're, all, they're haphazard. They don't understand their tech. We even just sat down and tried to go through the... How is this technically feasible right. to just ban an app, right? I mean, you can do it, but then we, we, we end up becoming the technological tyrants that we are pointing at on the other side of the Pacific, the Chinese in their great you yeah. know, firewall, right? Uh, this, this, and then we have this, uh, this, this pandemic, we, and, and here's the deal. This pandemic um, was self-inflicted, guys. Not because it was bored out in some lab in Wuhan. It's because our response to it has been unrealistic and disproportionate. And people have adapted and overcome by doing more Uber work, doing Uber Eats, doing Grubhub, mm -hmm. doing Lyft, doing side hustles, trying to Airbnb it, taking their talents to TikTok, taking their talents to, you know, Google Play or whatever. And they're trying to side hustle they're trying to make it and if you haven't noticed at every turn there's someone a do-gooder someone who's doing it for your benefit that is taking away your ability to make a living the gig economy is a direct result i repeat a direct result of the increased expense and regulatory burden of hiring human beings yeah. in this economy that's that's why it exists 
I don't it know has how nothing many, to I, do with exploitation. I have countless friends who, you know, they're just looking for something on the side. There's something because they need it. You know, I don't know. I don't want to get too deep into that, but the, the bottom line is we, we need the freedom to do what we do in the way that we need to do it without being, you know, having that thumb pressed down on us. I, I, if I want to go out and sell something from my garage for $10 on my driveway, I should be able to just do that without thinking, you know, and, and that's a ridiculous example, right? Of course I can go out to my driveway and sell something, but there's always that thought in the back of my head. Like, am I breaking a law? Am I, is someone looking at me like I can take advantage of this or I can help protect someone by regulating this in some way? Because it's true. And there are communities out there, you know, my mom's house in, uh, in Downey, she can't have a garage sale without having a permit and paying for that and having the city, you know, bless it. And what's, and then what's the difference between that and just putting it on Facebook marketplace? Right. The fact that you've got it sitting in your driveway for four hours, I guess. Yeah. I this is, that, that is the weirdest thing because that is what these tech companies have done over. And, you know, we can talk bad about them all we want, but let's, let's, let's take it back to the positive here. Like you can hate Facebook, you can hate Uber, you can hate Lyft. And trust me, it's not that it's not that these companies aren't exploiting this you, you know uh, loophole in labor law, but here's the deal: maybe you shouldn't villainize the company for like you know taking advantage of this loophole in labor law. Maybe you should re-examine the labor law. <laughs> right. I, I mean, you know, and same thing. Like maybe it the fact that Facebook Marketplace and eBay and and direct selling and stuff exists. As a result of the fact that, like, it is, it's too hard to set up a storefront. It's too, it's the, the permitting, the, the, the regulation, the fact that I have to, when I hire someone, it's double the cost. I sat down with an entrepreneur on, on Friday, uh, Thursday, having beers. He runs a tech company. It's just, it's, it's a tech company that delivers CRM services via the cloud. But it's, it's just cheaper just to do independent contractors because hiring someone in person to come into an office you're dealing with uh commercial real estate prices per square foot plus triple net you you bring on an employee you pay him six figures you're actually doubling that doubling what you pay him or her right and our state in particular is really stupid because we have this thing called the grt the gross receipts tax that taxes every service like a vat a value-added tax (laughs) um and so you you and people and people wonder why these disruptive entities come about. It's because you couldn't get a damn taxi in San Francisco is why you had Uber Uber, right? It's because like you would go to like a downtown area in a place you want to go and like the hotel rooms were double what they needed to be. Well, why don't I just stay at some dude's house, you know, and just pay him for a room? That is they don't understand that all these technological advances that are moving into the meat space. M-E-A-T space mm-hmm. are direct challenges and the results of the fact that like you've made the world of atoms entirely too expensive and hard to navigate. That's true. You just have. That's true. And, uh, and now that you have done that, 
it's almost like a cash cow for them because now what they do is they look at the innovation, they look at the products and the services that have been developed as a result of that. And now what do they do? They're going to go and tax that. They're going to regulate that because that's the next wave of income and control that they have. Yeah. And so, yeah, this is, you know, that was a long way of saying the, these two connected stories and not to be too pretty dour about it, but it just, this is bad. Like the precedent we set with the, you know, potential banning of TikTok, it has not happened as of this podcast. And also the fact that like then the one two punch against the gig economy um, companies that have arisen as a result of, you got to think, man, Uber, Lyft, Airbnb, those all came out as a result of the 2008, 2009 crash. Yep. And that is the way the market reacted. And, and, and a lot of tech companies and a lot of tech entrepreneurs were just like, there's, there's, there's something that bridges the two, the meat space versus the virtual space. And we took advantage of it and they built massive companies. How right there. dare the free market solve a problem? You know what, you know what I'm most afraid of now? You know how like, God, how many months ago would we have done that episode? We're like, we're going to come out where I'm saying like, Hey man, the stuff that's going to come out of this, you know, COVID induced recession slash depression is going to be amazing, man. We're going to be on some Star Trek tish, right? Um, I don't know, man, because they seem to be putting the hammer down on the ability to innovate. But then I, I, I think ultimately, though, uh, life finds a way to quote a famous movie about, you know, dinosaurs and stuff. I think the market will find a way. I think these entrepreneurs will find a way. Um, and I, but unfortunately, what I think is, and what I'm, what I'm kind of scared of now is, I joke about humans sucking, right? When try to hire no humans if you can get away with it. I think that, you know, that tongue-in-cheek kind of, you know, um, apprehension I have when it comes to labor markets, I think that becomes true. I think we, we make... Um, the fourth industrial revolution, all driven by robotics, AI, machine learning and stuff like we, we make it a self-fulfilling prophecy because we make human beings unemployable. It's not that you can't, it's not that they, they're not able to be employed. It's just that human beings will be unemployable. That's frightening, man. And it, it, you know, I have children, you have children. Scary. <laughs> what are they going to do? The fast food spot, like, well, you know, they, they don't need, you know, um, the franchise doesn't need 100 employees. It needs 10. It'd be cool. Like, I think as an episode, maybe in the future that we should do, like, look at all the technologies, be it from robotics, be it to IoT, be it to um, distributed finance, be it to machine learning, AI, autom- and just plain automation um, and, and, and the disaggregation that's going to happen as a result of that. Like, look at all the... the we should probably make assessment of like what jobs aren't really going to be around in 10 years and what technologies are enabling these. There will be more jobs created. Ultimately, I think there's a dip coming, but I think ultimately we will have, and actually even to this day, we actually have more jobs than we have people to fill them. The only thing is happening is companies are not more willing to invest um, financially in the technologies that will allow them to fill in positions that they can't find humans to do. But I think there will always be more work than there are human beings. This is this is just my my optimistic look at things. 
On that dour note, ladies and gents, this has been Thank You for Your Servers. Go over and visit blogs.relativeprogress.com where you can see all of my, and hopefully soon, Gary's appearances on various other podcasts and platforms. Also, I am now on Parlor at Nick Way. That's N-I-C-K-W-A-Y-E. I'm still on Twitter at Nick Way. And I occasionally freelance or independent contract, as you may, with the ACTJ. That's the Armenian Council on Truth and Journalism. And Lou Starsky Plays Ball. Both are a reverent podcast that um, and broadcast that we do on YouTube, Twitch. Just go to YouTube now that we have more than 100 subscribers we actually have a human readable url so go to youtube.com slash c slash the armenian council on truth and journalism i'll be on lou starsky plays ball on sunday so tune in live i'll put i'll put those posts in the show notes i will also be spamming my various twitter and parlor accounts to have you guys tune in and with that we'll be back soon with another episode of thank you for your servers Bye.